without the earphones in, will that still be okay recording-wise? Oh, you're just having speakers. Oh, come on, guys. It's like my one rule. I know, I know. Hang on. I even made an infographic. You did. It was a very well-done infographic, too, if I must say so myself. Say something, Patience. Oh, hi. Are you going to break my heart, Paul? Never. You're going to unbreak my heart? You know that picture of you that you posted of yourself when you were like 21? Yeah. You were a hot motherfucker. Wasn't I just? Holy fuck. I didn't realise how hot you were back then. I'd have a go at that. The problem is now I can't hear you and you're paying me compliments. Yeah. Okay, let's see if we can get another set of headphones just a sec. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. How's your day been, Adrian? It has been a day. I work with kids. Oh, my condolences. Yeah. I work at a highly religious school, so it's very uh, draining. A highly religious school. Isn't that just what kids need? Yeah, to be fed (laughs) shit. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, let's just Um, feed them a load of crap that they don't believe anyway. Yeah. Well, some of them will. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. (laughs) So how was your day? Uh, Mine was kind of shit too. That's not good. I know, right? I've been having really good days for months, even when they're stressful. But the uh, past 48 hours, it's just been kind of shite. <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm sorry to hear yeah. that. Yes, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Book of Bottom podcast with special guest Adrian titled Fuck That Shit Up. Yeah. That's what it's going to be called today. Somebody fucked that shit up and decided to tell a lie and yeah, ate all that shit up. <laughs> I, yeah, so I burnt my book a long time ago. Uh, I Well, I burnt it with my wedding dress, my... What else did I burn? I did a lot of burning. Oh, uh, look, you've got to purge sometimes, haven't you? Oh, I purged. I had a bit of a nervous breakdown once and disassembled a uh, piano keyboard that I had and chucked it in the bin. Yeah. 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 And you're like, shit, I need that back. <laughs> hey, thanks for putting in the effort there, Paul, and just finding a pair of headphones. It's going to make my edit so much easier. I want the record to know that I had to go outside to my car to get those earphones and I was wearing oh. my socks. Oh, And didn't. I have wet feet for this podcast. That's how oh. much I care. Uh, Unbreak my heart. <laughs> what is worse, walking across hot coals or mm. walking around in soggy socks? Um, Both. Hot coals. <laughs> ah, no, no, I, I, I'm saying soggy socks are one of the worst things to have to walk in and work with. Okay, princess. <laughs> yeah, I hate having wet feet. Like if my <laughs> shoes get wet, it just ruins my whole fucking day. I'm like, creak, creak, creak. I hate wet feet. How do you think Nephi felt? Nephi didn't even have bloody shoes. He didn't even have a body. (laughs) (laughs) To put those shoes on. Although he he had the ability to carry hundreds and hundreds of kilos at tremendous speeds. So, you know. Mm. What a man. Uh, I bet he wasn't as hot as you, though, Paul. No, well, definitely not the uh, 21-year-old version. Holy fuck. Your 21-year-old version was pretty hot. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, even I'd turn for him now. And then he discovered beer. <laughs> well, you know, you live in your life the way you want to. That's it. Hello, brothers and sisters around the world. Welcome to Book of Boredom. 
the podcast where we read through the most true of all true books to ever be true in the history of truthfulness, the Book of Mormon. <laughs> so true. And with me this week, as always, my eternal concubine, the celestial mother of us all, Sister Patience. <laughs> Hey, Brother Paul. How are you doing, sister? Oh, I'm very turned on by that former photo of yourself that you posted today. A few of the ladies would talk to me about that one, I can tell you. Ah. You know, it was funny, though, although I was still hardcore Mormon when that photo was taken. Mm. And it was actually only a month or two before I got married. Oh, was it? Yeah, so the beard and the long hair I had then was like my final act of rebellion oh. because the church wants you to have short back and sides and be clean shaven. Right. So I was like, just for one month or so before I get married, I'm just going to let the hair and the beard go. And my God, I loved it. <laughs> uh, I'll have to post it on our Facebook page now so people know what we're talking about. We should make that the picture for this week's episode. Yeah, yeah, that works. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And we have a special guest with us this week, and I do not need the Urim and Thummim to summon this guest because she is literally like 10 metres that way. In the same house as me, uh, one of my all-time favourite people, someone I've known since we were but wee children, uh, Sister Adrian. How you doing, Sister Adrian? Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you for being on the pod. So Sister Adrian and I are currently housemates. She was kind enough to open up a room for me to stay in while I transitioned from Toowoomba to Brisbane. Could do a red inspection while I'm here, check, make sure that you cleaned your bedroom up. <laughs> I, I ran the vacuum through it yesterday, didn't you see? I heard, I yeah, heard. Yeah, good it's, job. All, it's all clean. Good, good house husband there. I'm a few years older than Adrian, but I've known her since she was a baby and we grew up together in the same ward and have spent, you know, most of the first 20 years of our lives in close proximity. Her mum was my seminary teacher for a little while and I had the privilege of being her babysitter for a few years when I was a teenager and she would have been 10, 11, 12, something like that. But you were old enough to not be in nappies, so I didn't have to worry about that shit. Literally. Uh, I believe I got about 20 bucks a night back in my babysitting days, you know, regardless of the number of kids. Ah, you're killing it. But I also had full fridge privileges. Oh. That's the best part about babysitting, fridge privileges, and you just sit and watch the telly. The kids just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Put the kids to bed at like 6.30, then you raid the fridge and watch The Simpsons <laughs> all night until the parents come home. In true. Mormon style. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, not in my household. Oh. Yeah, Adrian's dad never liked The Simpsons. Did Paul put it on anyway, though, when he looked after you? Cannot remember him looking after me. Made such an impact on my life. <laughs> Well, she remembers that it happened, you know, but... Look, let's all just be honest. You didn't write me while you were on your mission. Oh, that again. I know. She's not letting me off the hook for this, Patience. You see, oh. when I was a missionary, several people from my ward wrote me letters and I replied to most of them, but Adrian stays firm on the fact that she says she wrote me and I never replied. I would have had to have for young women. So, you know, that was our thing. We had to write to all these missionaries. They were potentially going to be our husbands when they got back. Oh. Had to make an impression. Is that the impetus for it, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure if I didn't <laughs> reply, you wouldn't be the only one I didn't reply to, though. You know, like, I, I was a busy man. I was out of your reach, wasn't I? You replied to me. I could only reply to the girls within a year or two of my age because they were the most likely to be the ones to marry two weeks after I got home. Look, look, the younger the better. Wasn't that what Joseph Smith felt? <laughs> <laughs> that 
was his thing, yes. We've discussed that a few times. Oh, dear. So anyway, we're going to get into reading this book. We've completed an entire book in the Book of Mormon. We've completed First Nephi. It feels good to complete, doesn't it? We've seen something through to completion. It's been a while since I've been able to say that. Ah, oh, join the club. Just when you thought you couldn't get any more Nephi, we are now into Second Nephi. Oh. Double your Nephi here this evening. And the question is, can he get crazier or will he at some point start making more sense? Ah, oh, what do you think, Adrian? I mean, you already know what's going to happen. I'm not going to say he gets better. <laughs> We're headed down the wrong road here. Look, this man was a special man. Over the first 22 chapters of First Nephi, mm. I reckon there were a total of maybe three chapters that actually had some sort of narrative to them. <laughs> the rest was all just guys having really doped up dreams and talking shit. Uh, Smitty wasn't very creative. And by the end, he was so bored and lost for new ideas, he just completely copied Isaiah. <laughs> Actually, I was reminded of something really, really funny today. Remember right back at the beginning, we read the intro? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> about how Moroni took all of the plates and abridged them into now what is the Book of Mormon, right? Oh, yes. I'm familiar with abridgement. That's what I do every week. Yeah. Yeah, here's the even more fucked up part about this whole thing. We'd be talking about how Nephi constantly talked about how he had to save space and would only talk about the important things and would only give a brief version of what he had. But then apparently Moroni later then edited it and cut out more irrelevant bullshit to leave us with what we actually had. <laughs> <laughs> oh so even God. though it's gone through the author and the editor, we're still full of just complete irrelevant bullshit. Moroni could have cut it down to like five verses. The original must have just been rubbish. <laughs> and then second editor, Smitty, with his book, you know, I mean, he never thought, okay, this is getting a little bit too much and wordy. I might just chop a little bit out here and there. So, you know, three people have all decided <laughs> that this was the most important thing that they could have been telling us at this point. Oh, God. And it makes you think, what did they leave out? Yeah. You know, if this was considered the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Lord of the Rings extended editor's cut. <gasps> hey, Rosie. Oh, what a cute dog. She loves the Book of Mormon. Yeah, She's just here to read. Yeah, Rosie is yeah. Jedi's new best friend too. They're always playing together. Yeah, they were caught having... here in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're he's with Jedi with me. Hang on. Oh, Hang on. Yeah. Where is... Uh, there he is. Jedi. He's finally oh. lying down and being quiet behind. Oh, God. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's get into the complete spiritual preeminence. That is the Book of Mormon, okay? Oh. Second Nephi. Yeah. Oh. Patience and Adrian already doing kegels just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, look, I've got my puzzle next to me because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have a bit of PTSD after this. Yeah. Okay, ultimate confession time. Did you ever actually read the entire book? No. <laughs> I never understood it. Like, okay, I was really diligent. I'd do the first, you know, the intro, look at the pictures. The pictures were kind of cool. Yeah. Getting through like the first Nephi, and then I, uh, yeah, because I always was like, I'm lost. What the fuck? This guy's walking around. God knows what he's doing, <laughs> taking his people somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and then like we had to read every day, so Mum and Dad would make us read every day. Yeah. Whoa, right over my head. You had to read every day, both as a family and an individual, and at seminary, and yeah, so. 
Were they methodical about it or was it just like random scriptures? Oh, no, it was like, let's start at the beginning, you know. <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. So, so you probably did read the whole thing at some stage, maybe just not in sequence or by yourself. Or comprehended it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope you didn't read it by yourself. No one deserves that. <laughs> Dare I even ask, back in the day when you were learning it, what did you think about it? Did you believe it? Did you want to believe it? Did... No, man. Who comes up with this shit? <laughs> Adrian figured this out a lot sooner than I did. Good thing I didn't incorporate Book of Mormon readings into our babysitting night. I would have walked out. Uh, she would have walked out in the traffic. I would have gone from favourite babysitter to least favourite babysitter in like two verses. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have had my heart after all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there any part of it that you thought this was cool or you liked the story or you had like a section that you were like, oh, that's pretty good? I have to be honest, I blocked out a lot of this. Like, first Nephi was kind of cool when he was like, right, we're all going on a holiday. Let's, you know, get all our stuff together. And like, okay, I'm sorry, but if my family said, right, we're just going to go walk into the desert. We're all going on a Mormon holiday. No more worries for a week or two. Or ten. Or several years. Or ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, none of it sticks out to me. Can't even say a part that does. I think, like, there was lots of killing. That kind of was cool. My brother used to love that. Like, oh, yeah, somebody's going to die again. <laughs> oh, boys love that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, someone's died again. Oh, that's so great. The same reason why guys love, you know, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and all that sort of stuff. We do love a bit of sex and violence. <laughs> And let's face it, the scriptures were the original. I knew there was a reason I didn't get into Game of Thrones. Yeah. I put the first episode on for like 20 seconds and just thought, fuck this. Not. You know, it's one of the few shows I haven't watched a single episode either. Well, the first like episode is brother and sister having sex and then somebody's fallen out a window. Could only go downhill after that. I don't know what it says about me and my nerd cred that I can say I've read the whole Book of Mormon but not watched a single episode of Game of Thrones. That's uh, <laughs> but you've seen all the Star Wars. Yeah, well, Star Wars is awesome. That's kind of nerdy, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a self-confessed nerd. That's cool. But, you know, I have so many friends who are like, why don't you watch Game of Thrones? It's the coolest thing ever. You'll love it. And now I'm at the stage where it's like, you know what? I'm sure if I did watch it, I would love it, but I've gone so long without watching it and not being one of the cool kids. It's just my rebellious streak. It's just me being like, I'm stubborn, I'm rebellious, I'm not going to do what the cool kids do. You do that, Paul. Yeah, you do that. Even though I'm told it does have a lot of tits which I'm a big fan of. Just tits? It's like vaginas, tits, oh. brothers and sisters and... Yeah, brothers and sisters, not really my kink, but, you know, clearly a Mormon thing when you read the scriptures and everything. But how about we get into reading this lovely little book we've got oh, here? Oh, so lovely. So we'll do it seminary style once again. We'll do five verses each and... Behold, it soundeth goodeth. All right. Oh, okay, and right off the bat... Nephi is changing the rules. He's changing what he says. He is oh. not starting this this chapter with, and it came to pass. He's starting with it, and now it came to pass. <laughs> <laughs> He's mixed it up like that only a couple of times before. Oh, yeah, but, but you know, we're into the second book now. Anything goes in the sequel. Oh, I'm pretty excited. Mm. 
I'm about just come sitting here. After the success of his first effort, you know, he's really kind of trying to raise the stakes for the sequel. But let's see how we go. Oh. And now it came to pass that I, after I niffy, there's a blurb. You missed the intro and the chapter. Gosh. All right, fine. I'll read the fucking intro then. If I read that, everyone listening can like skip the next half hour to the end and yeah, know exactly what happened. That's pretty much what you do. Exactly. All right, okay. The second book of Niffy. <laughs> An account of the death of Lee. Oh, just there's a spoiler right there. You don't start the second season of, of a new show and say, hey, one of the major characters <laughs> is going to die. Jesus. All right. Nephi's brethren rebel against him. Well, we didn't really need to know that because that's kind of like their thing. Ah, oh, they've been doing that the whole way. The Lord warns Nephi to depart into the wilderness. Okay, yet again, Nephi's in the wilderness. His journeyings in the wilderness and so forth. Okay, so already we're seeing that the season two, pretty much the same as season one, really accepts one of the lead characters dies. Lots of more journeyings in the wilderness and so forth. <sighs> but bear with us. I'm sure at some point there'll be something interesting. There'll be cake. Ooh. Oh, fuck, you've lost me already. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one. Lehi prophesizes of the land of liberty. Not just prophesies, he prophesizes <laughs> of the land of liberty. His seed will be scattered and smitten if they reject the Holy One of Israel. Where's the seed part? What seed was it, Paul? His semen. His semen. Fuck me dead. I didn't know that. We've covered this. I can't see it. You don't have this in your version, Patience. Did you abridge it again? Don't you have the little chapter heading that kind of gives you a summary of the chapter? Is that the whole heading? Yeah. That's a really big heading. Okay, I don't have the heading. Oh, okay. He exhorts his sons to put on the armour of righteousness about 588 to 570 BC. Ah, oh, because it definitely happened then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That 18-year period. Ah, oh, they are so accurate. Faux shizzle. So once again, we're talking about seed straight away. <laughs> oh, suck it down. Oh, that Joseph Smith loves his seed. It's amazing he didn't have more children. Not that he admitted to, anyway. Well, not that genetics have proven either. Yeah, good point. Okay. Yeah. All right, so now, first one. And now... It came to pass that after I, Nephi, had made an end of teaching my brethren, our father Lehi also spake many things unto them and rehearsed unto them how great things the Lord had done for them in bringing them out of the land of Jerusalem. And he speak unto them concerning their rebellions upon the waters and the mercies of God <laughs> in with me should be, sorry, I went to the next page instead of the next verse, in sparing their lives that they were not swallowed up in the sea. Even though I accidentally went to the next page, not the next sentence, it still kind of made Mormon sense. Mormon sense? As in no sense at all. I could have continued reading the wrong verse there and nobody would have even noticed. <laughs> It's <laughs> still shit. Have you noticed he's already rolled out the mercies and I bet you they're tender. Yeah, yeah. You know that he's all up in the tenderness there. <laughs> Verse 3. And he also spake unto them concerning the land of promise, which they had obtained. How merciful the Lord had been in warning us that we should flee out of the land of Jerusalem. For behold, said he, I have seen a vision. Oh, great, he's dreaming again. In which I know that Jerusalem Again. is destroyed. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of dreams, Adrian, just just guess you forgot. The guy's pretty much just dreaming all the time. <laughs> um, in modern days, we would call it dementia. We wouldn't found a whole religion on it. Uh, and we remain.
remained in Jerusalem, we should have perished. But said he, notwithstanding our afflictions, we have obtained a land of promise, a land which is choice above all other lands, a land which the Lord hath covenanted with me. But he didn't know there was another land. How did he think he was the best? At the end of First Nephi, they made it to America. So he's in the land of promise now. So this is all like, God gave us this land. Isn't God awesome? Sorry. <clears throat> Paul started yawning and now it's Adrian. I think that needs to be a drinking game. Every time someone yawns, you take a drink. I'm going to be drunk by the end of this. Mm-hmm. Just such dry material. Yeah. Now, where the fuck was I? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Lord hath covenanted this land unto me and to my children forever. And also all those who should be led out of other countries by the hand of the Lord. Over to you, Sister Patience, verse 6. Wherefore, I, Lehi, prophesy according to the workings of the Spirit, which is in me, that there shall none come into this land save they shall be brought by the hand of the Lord. Wherefore, this land is consecrated unto him whom he shall bring. And if it so be that they shall serve him according to the commandments which he hath given, it shall be a land of liberty <laughs> unto them. <laughs> Wherefore, they shall... Here's the thing, Americans often refer to America as being the land of liberty. I know! So I'm getting the sense here that Joseph Smith is just ripping off US patriotism and just saying, oh, there you go, Lehi knew about this hundreds of years ago. And bringing them into a religion that has the complete opposite of liberty. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that's all religions, but the point is God gave it to them, all right? <laughs> America, bitch, we're the best. Wherefore, they shall never be brought down into captivity, semen colon. If so, comma, it shall be because of iniquity, semen colon again. For if iniquity shall abound, cursed shall be the land for their sakes, comma. Holla for a full stop. When are we getting one? Oh, take that breath. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not learned that full stops don't exist in this universe? Come on. But unto the righteous it shall be blessed forever. Full stop. Oh, my God. I only started reading out the punctuation halfway through. That whole thing was one sentence. Of course it was. <laughs> Joseph Smith was uneducated, remember? Very. Couldn't put a full stop in. Well, what's all this bullshit about you asking for grammar? Yeah, but you know that had nothing to do with this shit. He liked to put lots of other things in, but uh, he couldn't be bothered putting in a full stop. What a fucker. Yeah. Remember that they're only putting in the important things. What, his penis? <laughs> yeah. There's no room for a little dot in this. You know, it's only oh. the important stuff, the stuff that's relevant. Yeah. Oh, okay. And behold, it is wisdom that this land should be kept as yet from the knowledge of other nations, semen colon. For behold, many nations would overrun the land and there would be no place for an inheritance. <laughs> Cut out of the will. No place for an inheritance? He sounds like one of those anti-immigration. <laughs> 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 no 
This is our country. God gave us this country. We don't want no foreigners coming into our country. When they're the ones that are actually moving in there right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's so retarded. Yeah, nobody going to take our country because God gave us our country. You hear me? <laughs> Sorry. So entertaining. We are requesting twisties. Oh, twisties are more entertaining than the Book of Mormon. So yeah. you should definitely request twisties because well, life's pretty straight without twisties. Where, where, where are my twisties? I want twisties. And later we could play Twister. Ooh. Oh, a Mormon Twister. A Mormon Twister? Nobody touches anybody. <laughs> Everybody's going to keep Book of Mormon distance at all times. <laughs> actually happen in any of your events? I don't ever remember playing Twister. With a Book of Mormon in between? Mm, it might have been against the law of chastity, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm, you got to bend over. Well, if there was a Book of Mormon in between, it should be okay. Nah. Those things are pretty small these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I better keep reading this horse shit. Yeah, please do. Um, <laughs> Oh, here we go. This verse has the word molest in it. Uh-oh. I wonder if he'll use it correctly. Probably not. Wherefore, I, Lehi, have obtained a promise that inasmuch as those whom the Lord God shall bring out of the land of Jerusalem shall keep his commandments, comma, they shall prosper upon the face of this land, semen colon, and they shall be kept from all other nations, that they may possess this land unto themselves and if it so be that they shall keep his commandments they shall be blessed upon the face all over his face of this land oh you, you gotta have your facial blessings <laughs> upon the face of this land and there shall be none to molest them except for molesting their face yeah nor to take away the land of their inheritance, semen colon, and they shall dwell safely forever. So safe that Joseph Smith ends up getting killed in jail. <laughs> I'm feeling safe just reading this, quite frankly. I, I am all about feeling safe right now. God is watching us. This is exactly how xenophobia starts. So every religion is like, this is the land God gave us. And no one can come here unless they obey God. And if they don't obey God, pff, fuck them off. Get rid of them. Look, this is just a Sunday night of guilt trip. Exactly. You're going to lose your land. Yeah. You're going to be kicked out. You're going to get molested. If you're not doing the right thing. But only because God said so. You lost your inheritance. Yeah. Fuck me. Oh, don't lose your inheritance. No camels for you. <laughs> My inheritance at the moment is just a 1954 Morris Minor. I'd be happy with that. That's good, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Not that I'd know. My dad didn't leave me our own country for me to inherit. Oh, it's a shame. I want my own country. <laughs> yeah, we should feel let down as children that our fathers did not find a whole new country for us to inherit. Shame on them. Mm. My dad died in his 40s, though, so he probably didn't really have enough time. Oh, yeah, because I guess, yeah, Lehi by now must be like 150 years old or some shit. Dude was old and that dementia was strong. <laughs> but he had one son and one son only who dared to continue to believe him and support him, and that was Nephi, <laughs> believer in dementia. All right, you ready? Rosie and me are going to read. Go for it. Oh, such a cute dog. 
Oh, but behold, when the time cometh that they shall dwindle in unbelief after they have received so great blessings from the hand of the Lord, having a knowledge of the creation of the earth and all men, not only men, not women, don't worry about the women. That's right. Women don't count. We've established that. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing the great and marvellous work of the Lord from the creation of the world. Sound like my bloody brother reading this. <laughs> I've heard your brother. He doesn't sound this feminine. You're okay. I'm lost. This is just too much for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Having power, giving them to do all things by faith. Let's not do it by, you know, our own abilities. It's got to be faith. Yeah. Only by faith. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, faith gets you everywhere. (laughs) Having all the commandments from the beginning and having been brought by his infinite goodness into this precious land of promise, behold, I say, if the day shall come that they will reject the Holy One of Israel, the true Messiah, their Redeemer and their God, behold, the judgments of him that is just shall rest upon them. Oh, my God, I think we're traumatising the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Rosie's there like... What's going on? What is this? I don't get it. What the fuck is this? Lots of long sentences without punctuation. I always used to get the ye and the yay and the year wrong. What's that? Which one is that one? Ye, yay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does it really matter? Yeehaw. Yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He will bring other nations unto them. um, And he will take away from them their lands of their possession. And he will cause them to be scattered and smitten. Smitten by Smitty. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. As one generation passes to another. (laughs) (laughs) Pass. To another, there shall be the shedding of blood <gasps> and great visitations among them. Wherefore, my sons, I would that ye would remember. Yeah, I would that ye would hearken unto my word. Oh, that ye would awake, awake from a deep sleep. <laughs> You're not just sleeping. Yeah, even from the sleep of hell. Oh, not just sleep, the sleep of hell. That's some pretty fair sleeping. <laughs> I'm shaking in my boots over here. I'm looking forward to some hell-like sleep a bit later, actually. Oh, it gets better. So while you're asleep, you shake off the chains, the awful chains by which ye are bound, which are not kinky chains. I'm just telling oh, you that right now. Don't break my heart like that. Are you sure? How, how do you know that that's not what he was talking about? I prayed to Jesus to find uh... <laughs> Oh, they don't even just bind them. or Chains which bind the children as well. Oh, no. Mm, No children were harmed in the making of this episode. (laughs) Man, it gets worse, people. It gets worse. That they're carried away captive down to the eternal gulf of misery and woe. The gulf of misery? It's near the gulf of Carpentaria, but just slightly to the left. (laughs) Didn't they have a whole war at the gulf of woe? Oh. That was America looking for oil. Sorry, wrong war. Wrong golf. Sorry, carry on. No, I'm done now. I read the big long verses. Come on, people. It's five and five. Them's the rules. Come on, you got two more to go. Oh, fine. <laughs> In our house, it was only three. Calm down. I can tell why. Well, last week we did two verses each. We overruled Paul on his five-verse decision. <laughs> I was surrounded by women last night who thought they could hold dominion over me, tell me what to do and shit, and it was kind of awkward. <laughs> I bet. I bet you loved it. You liked it. You liked it, Paul, didn't you? 
Yeah, I did. Hey, look at this face. Look at this. Oh, yes, I did. You, you can command me anytime. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Awake and arise from the dust. Ooh. Ooh. Tell us about awaking and arising from the dust, Paul. Yeah, what's that all about? Do I look like I'm someone who knows? <laughs> Is someone coming back from the dead? Does someone have a morning boner? Well, that's the thing. Lehi is supposedly talking to his family here. Hmm. And usually rising from the dust is in reference to someone who has died and come back. Yeah. He's talking to people that are still alive. They'll probably be dead after this. Huh? <laughs> that's it. He bored them to death. Right now while he's talking with them, they've all fallen asleep on the ground. He's like, wake up! Awake and arise from the dust! <laughs> there you go. Now we know what that means. Continue. And hear the words of a trembling parent whose limbs you must soon lay down in the cold and silent grave. Oh, my God. It's a bit grim. <laughs> From whence no traveller can return. A few more days and I go the way of all the earth. You know the pirate movies where he's like, I'm going to die soon, but the gold, it's in the... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go down to Davy Jane's locker. Yes. But behold, the Lord hath redeemed my soul from hell. I have beheld his glory and I am encircled about eternally in the arms of his love. It all ends well. Oh, he's ending it with love. That might almost be the nicest verse of the whole Book of Mormon so far. No, Nephi, he's going to die and go to God's arms. <laughs> I'm so glad he gets a happy ending. Oh, he had lots of happy endings, Paul. <laughs> In the dust. I'm pretty sure Joseph Smith had a lot of happy endings too, but not his partners. I don't think they had happy endings. No, no, it was all very one-way traffic in that one. Verse <laughs> 16, And I desire that you should remember to observe the statutes and the judgments of the Lord. Behold, this has been the anxiety of my soul from the beginning. My heart hath been weighted down with sorrow. From time to time, for I have feared, lest for the hardness of your hearts, the Lord your God should come out in the fullness of his wrath upon you, that you be cut off and destroyed forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Paul. He's coming out in the fullness of his wrath upon yeah. you. It's an explosion. <laughs> Or that a cursing should come upon you for the space of many generations. <laughs> Not just one. <laughs> because if you're going to suffer, your kids and grandkids have to suffer too. And ye, because I am loving and merciful, said God. I'm so loving. I know, I know. I love you so much, my children, that uh, I'm not only going to punish you, but I'm going to punish your kids and your grandkids. I'm going to come all over your face yeah. too. And cover you in my seed. <laughs> and ye are visited by sword and by famine and are hated and are led according to the will and captivity of the devil. Oh, my sons. That sounds like a 1960s uh, sitcom. Oh, my sons, that these things might not come upon you, but that ye might be a choice and a favoured people of the Lord. But behold, his will be done, for his ways are righteous forever. Okay. And ever. And ever. And ever. And then, and he had said that. You want me to keep reading? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's your, it's your verse. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to like, you know, I've handed, I've handed you the baton so that you can uh, spr sprint towards the end. And you're like, oh, look, I see flowers and grass. Okay. Focus. 
Focus. Let me take that Mormon button and run with it. Yes, please do. Inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper in the land. He's already said all of this. Ah, but has he said it ten times? Follow what I say and you'll be good. Don't and you're going to die. And because I need to be short in what I write in this book, I'll only say the important things ten times. (sighs) Have we found a full stop yet? I don't think we've seen a full stop yet. We're, we're, what, 20-odd verses in? I don't know, but there's some cliffs near here. We can all just go and run off that if it gets too much. Hurrah! All right. But inasmuch as ye will not keep my commandments, ye shall be cut off from my presence. No, not again. Verse 21. And now that my soul might have joy in you, might, and that my heart might leave this world with gladness because of you, but it probably won't. No, of course it won't. That I might not be brought down with grief and sorrow into the grave. Oh. Arise from the dust. My sons, not my daughters, just my sons. Never mentions any daughters. And be men. (laughs) And not only that, he wants his sons to be men Mm. because they weren't men already. (laughs) Maybe he only had daughters and he just wanted them to get a sex change. I don't know. (coughs) That could explain a lot about Nephi and the stuff that he was obsessed with. Oh. Mm. Tell me more. Oh, you know... People that often talk about their own rods and their seeds are compensating for things. Itty bitty problem. Oh, you know he drove a really fast car. Yeah, fast camel. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He clearly had a big, fast camel because, you know, he was able to travel big spaces in a short period of time and carry a huge load, pun intended. (laughs) The camel penis extension. (laughs) I bet he smoked camels too. The smooth blend of camel. Oh, where the fuck was I up to? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) I don't know. 22. Mm, I feel like I've skipped something there. There you go. That's where you were. My sons and be men at the end of verse 21. Oh, yeah, man. That's right. See, Adrienne was so close. She knew she was at the end of it. Yeah. Hoping it was over. If only we were at the end. (laughs) Oh, the times I've hoped it's over, Adrienne, but no. Smitty keeps coming back and just coming all over me. Keeps just spreading his seed. And be men and be determined in one mind and in one heart, united in all things, that ye may not come down into captivity, semen colon, that ye may not be cursed with a sore cursing. <laughs> Is there any other kind of curse? Have you ever been cursed with a sore cursing, Paul? Yeah, but I saw the doctor and he gave me some cream and cleaned it all right up. I think that could be another name for your first wife. <laughs> So cursing. <laughs> Damn it! Why did I have to piss off God? And if you'd like to know more about Paul's first wife, listen to the XX Woman podcast <laughs> where he was a guest recently. Yes, yes, that episode aired yesterday and it was quite good. Yes, it was. I've only listened to two thirds of it so far because I got busy, but I really enjoyed what I heard. Excellent, excellent. A little bit of cross-promotion right there. Listen to the XX Mormon podcast. I actually got up to the bit where you just walked out on them for a bit because someone came to your door. (laughs) Notice the difference in their editorial style to yours, though. Like, they were like, yeah, I couldn't be bothered editing this out, so let's just keep talking until he comes back. (laughs) 
Whereas that where you, you'd be like, okay, at exactly 22.15 minutes, he stops. And then at 25.14 <laughs> minutes, he comes back. We'll cut that section out. They're like, yeah, let's just keep talking until he comes back. I can't help myself, Paul. I don't want the listeners to be bored. <laughs> we chose the wrong fucking book to read then, didn't we? Look, if the presenters are bored, the listeners are bored. <laughs> We're not bored, we're laughing our tits off, so we're okay. I have to reassess my whole life. <laughs> oh, I have to get my tits out in a moment. Oh, really? We got All right. That, that's where we're heading tonight, is it? Well, whatever gets things fired up. Yeah, all right, let, let, let's go tits out. Come on. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> For listeners at home, be grateful that this is an audio-only podcast. I'll have you know my rack is fucking awesome and they're real. And spectacular. Ah, and spectacular. And and if we get enough Patreon subscribers, maybe, just maybe, we will be able to see the proof of that. Wow, you know. (laughs) Actually, we we discussed that with God earlier, didn't we, when the God episode comes out. Uh, God was taking credit for those wonderful jugs of yours, wasn't he? Yeah, fuck him. God was like, yeah, I made those. That was my work. No, evolution <laughs> did, okay? I got nah. those good genes from my mum and my dad. Did your dad have good tits? I don't remember. Dad got good tits. <laughs> well, no. Did my dad's mum have good tits, see? Granny's tits. I never met your dad's mum and anything else she tells you is a complete lie. Well, that's quite possible because she was severely bipolar. <laughs> ah. I have excellent genes. Well, uh, except for the bipolar <laughs> part. <laughs> yeah. This must be why I'm on uh, how many medications to stay happy? (laughs) But (laughs) nevertheless. Mental illnesses aside, the point is you have great tits and that's all that matters. (laughs) Right. That's it. That that is it. All right. Now, are we even still reading this fucking book? I have no idea where (laughs) we are anymore. With a sore cursing, semen colon, and also... Okay, that's right. ...that ye may not incur the displeasure of a just God upon you unto the destruction, yeah, the eternal destruction of both soul and body. I think I've spoken for enough. Do you want to take it away, Adrian? Oh, man, I don't know. Eternal destruction of my soul and body. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Is this old dude, he's about to die and he's like, this is what I want from my family? He has a lot of energy to be making such a sermon, doesn't he? I could be like, just die already. <laughs> Look, like people on their deathbeds, they're usually like, Patience, my daughter, I want you to know that I love you and I'm proud of you. And Adrian, my daughter, I want you to know that I love you and I'm proud of you. And, you know, <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> no matter what you do, I'll be happy with. This guy's like, no, I'm going to give you a massive sermon about how God wants to punish you if you don't do what he tells you to do. Remember me. And he wants you to man up. Fuck that. Yeah, Dad, you're about to die. How about you give me that hug you didn't give me for the last 150 years? Nephi's like, I did all you said. I killed a dude. I built a boat. Why can't you hug me? Why can't we do mushrooms together? <laughs> Awake, my son. So, like, they've all fallen asleep at this point. So he's like, awake! This is the second time he's told them to wake up. I can't blame him for that. Put on the armour of righteousness. Shake off the chains which he are bound. So he's going to be like, shake it off, shake it off. <laughs> A bit of tea swizzle. Which ye are bound and come forth out of obscurity and arise from the dust again. Yeah, once again, they've fallen asleep on the ground while Ooh. listening to him. He's like, get up, you blazy bastard. I am trying to give a speech, children. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to tell you something here. Get up. 
Rebel no more against your brother. Oh, back on the goody two-shoes Nephi. Whose views have been glorious. Whose views have been glorious. That's such a weird phrase. <laughs> I only agree with his views. <laughs> and who have kept commandments from the time that we left Jerusalem. He's like, you're all shit. Your brother's awesome. He's done the right thing. He's got glorious views. Yeah. I'm about to die, but once again, just so you know, Nephi is my favourite. That's right. That is what he's saying there. Must have been the oldest. Yeah, yeah. The guy that couldn't fix his own bow when it broke in the wilderness. He's still the favourite. <laughs> Gotta love a trier. Nephi's my favourite son. You just have to know. <laughs> <laughs> And who have been an instrument in the hands of God in bringing us forth into the land of promise? For were it not for him, we would have perished with hunger in the wilderness. Nevertheless, ye sought to take away his life. That's right, they tried to kill him. A couple of times. <laughs> I would have too if he was the favourite. If only they had. The book would have been done. End of story. Yeah, it would have been a much shorter book. Nephi said to his brethren, do the things that God told our dad to do. His brothers kill him. The end. We just saved you the whole religion. We should make the Book of Mormon 2, where we do a complete alternate timeline where Nephi gets killed by his brothers. <laughs> Then it's only like two verses, yeah. I, Nephi, did the things my father said, which my brothers didn't like, and they killed me. The end. Picture book. Let's make a picture book. Yeah, yeah. I was so stoked when I heard the Book of Mormon actually is a picture book. Yeah, yeah. See, we used to read that version. It's more exciting. So, see, I would love the Book of Laman and Lemuel, where they're like, yeah, our brother was a prick, so we killed him, and then we lived in Jerusalem and were happy. The end. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I exceedingly fear and tremble because of you. Oh. Dad's scared of the other brothers now. Least he shall suffer again. For behold, you have accused him that he sought power and authority over you. Sounds like a thing the younger brother does, you know, the whole younger brother syndrome thing. <laughs> for I know that he hath not sought for power nor authority over you. Oh, Dad knows it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> he has sought the glory of God and your own eternal welfare. Oh. Bloody be grateful, which is all. He's such a good egg. And ye have murmured. Oh, God, I used to get in trouble for murmuring. Oh, really? You were quite the murmurer. What would you say when you murmured? Oh, I back-chatted a lot. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, I had a good brother, so, you know. Mm. Would you ever back-chat the bishop? No? Can't say I did. No. That all just went quiet really quick. <laughs> <cool. laughs> I'm just sitting there going... Yes, did you? Did you ever backchat the bishop? I did, but that's because he was my dad for several years, so, you know. Oh. Rebellious child backchats his dad. You know how it Lucky goes. Lucky you. Yeah. Bloody murmurers. <laughs> and ye have murmured because he hath been plain unto you. Oh. So he was just a plain old Jane. Oh, he was a plain Jane, all right. No, no, he was mighty and powerful <laughs> and had great biceps and abs. G.I. Jane, okay. Yeah. And you say that he hath used sharpness. You say that he hath been angry with you. Whoa. But behold, his sharpness was the sharpness of power. But he just got through saying that he, Nephi didn't have any power, that he was uh, acting in God's name. He just said sharpness three times in a row. <laughs> Again, it's someone losing his mind, you know. He's like, you yeah, know, my son, he had sharpness, that Nephi. 
He was very sharp, young Nephi, and he spoke with sharpness, my son Nephi. Did I tell you he was sharp, my son Nephi? <laughs> that which he called anger was truth. It was the truth. Oh my gosh. According to that which is in God, which he could not restrain, manifesting boldly Ooh. concerning your iniquities. Oh. So what was in God, he couldn't restrain. <laughs> Well, God is more of a dom than a sub. Let's let let's face facts here. You know, I don't know. It's, uh, the, the scriptures beg to differ, brother Paul. I think Jesus total sub. Jesus wants to lie down and take it. God, no, he's the domineering one. God is the you know do what I'm going to do and you like it type person. There is no safety word. Just lie down and take it. The safety word is crucify him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me boot this baby home, okay? Yeah, please, because I'm done. <laughs> and it must needs be. <laughs> There's that phrase again. <laughs> <laughs> that the power of God must be with him, even until he's commanding you that ye must obey. But behold, it was not he, but it was the spirit of the Lord, which was in him, which opened <laughs> his mouth to utterance that he could not shut it. Oh, he couldn't shut it. It uh, was too big. Yeah. <laughs> He would have been doing us all a favour if he did fucking start it. And now my son Laman, and also Lemuel and Sam, and also my sons who are the sons of Ishmael, who we kidnapped. Behold, if ye will hearken unto the voice of Nephi, ye shall not perish. And if ye will hearken unto him, I leave you a blessing. Yeah. Even my first blessing. What, so he hasn't blessed them before now? No, he's been chastising them the whole time. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's been telling them how bad they are. Yeah, okay. That's very true. And if you would not hearken unto him, I take away my first blessing. Oh. Yeah, even my blessing, and it shall rest upon him. Ah, uh, and where has that happened in the Bible before with Jacob and Esau? Um, uh, yeah, let's say that. And now, Zoram, I speak unto you, behold. Zoram. <laughs> Another Z name. <laughs> thou art the servant of Laban. Nevertheless, thou hast been brought to the land of Jerusalem. <coughs> Kidnapped. And I know that thou art a truth friend of my son Nephi forever. That is called Stockholm Syndrome. Look it up. Where did the Sorum come from? Ah, oh, that's the guy that they kidnapped, isn't it? Remember Nephi killed Laban and put on Laban's clothes. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and he followed him home. I don't want to go back and read this again, patience, okay? <laughs> All right, I really don't. So stay with us here. Okay. All right. Despite the fact that he was kidnapped, he's now Nephi's bestie. You know, he's like, oh, Nephi. <laughs> he had no choice. Remember that time you killed my boss and dressed as him and led me away? <laughs> oh, that was so funny, Dad. You got me good there, Nephi. <laughs> For a good time, kill your boss and dress up in his clothes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man. And Zoram still hasn't been given a woman in this whole journey either. Oh. Maybe him and Nephi, not just friends, just putting it out there. Could be. It's a long night in the desert. Yeah, long. <laughs> it's been a very long night. They <laughs> had a long journey in the wilderness and no women around, just saying. Wherefore, because thou hast been faithful, thy seed shall be blessed with his seed. What? They're going to mingle it together? I think my theory is being proven. Ha ha ha!
that they dwell in prosperity long upon the face of this land, and nothing save it shall be iniquity among them to harm or disturb their prosperity upon the face of this land ever. Okay, now... I think he just foretold IVF. Yeah, because I was going to say, if a guy mixes his seed with another guy, I'm pretty sure that doesn't make babies. Look, you can try, though, Paul. Oh, you can go through the process, and if that's your thing, go nuts, have at it, enjoy. But I am pretty sure that, you know, a guy's seed and another guy's seed don't make baby. Might make a plant. Yeah, yeah. A well-fertilised plant. Yeah, yeah. Think you're under something there, Brother Paul. Mm. Anyway, one more verse and we're done with this. Let's do this again. Wherefore, if ye shall keep the commandments of the Lord, the Lord hath consecrated this land for the security of thy seed with the seed of my son. That sounds kind of really weird as well. Say there is negating going on here, okay? And what we know about the dynamic here is Lehi he had six sons. Four of them took the daughters of Ishmael to wife. So that means we've still got another two of his sons and the sons of Ishmael, we don't know how many there were, and Zoram, for whom there are no women. Which means if they are mixing seed and breeding seeds, it means that Zoram and the two youngest sons of Lehi and the sons of Ishmael had to wait until the daughters of Nephi and his brothers were old enough. Uh, we're just in a really, really creepy zone here. Yeah, uh, um, are we going, like, ancestral over here? Yeah, we're getting there and, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And that's the Book of Mormon. And that's just like like Second Nephi. Like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sister Adrian, was that like the best reading you've ever done, though, even though it's been a while? I mean, come on. That was better than seminary, you got to say. I got to drink. Yeah? Yeah. So it was fantastic. You got to laugh. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, like, it's a head fuck. Like, really? <laughs> Every single week when we read this, I'm just constantly like, what the fuck were we thinking? (laughs) And we believed it. We were like, yes, he's chastising his sons. You you were smarter than me, though, because you said at the start you never really believed it. I was always like, hey, this is such a great book. You all need to read this book. This is God's words. Read it, sister patience, please. (laughs) I didn't have to go out and preach it. I have to say that. That probably was what saved me. Yeah, yeah. Well... Once again, as I always say, in my defence, I wasn't a very good missionary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, obviously you didn't write me. Uh, You were the best kind, Paul. You were easy. I I had fun and was just pretty much perving on all the chicks. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, Uh, look, and they were perving on you too. Uh, Far out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Call back to that photo on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, back to 21-year-old Paul. Oh, my Uh, God. Hey, although... Here's an interesting tidbit. I weighed about 75 kilos back then. Mm-hmm. Now, with, with Adrian as my witness, I stepped on her scales next to her uh, just mm-hmm. before this podcast. They bought me in at 77 kilos. So I didn't see that. Yeah, you were my witness because you said you weighed the same. What is that? I weighed the same? Clearly, I don't weigh the same. Ah. I have a feeling you've lost a little bit of weight, Paul. I have, I have, I have. And according to Adrian Scales, I'm now 77 kilos and that is my story and I'm going to stick to it. And if the person who is currently tailoring my pants for me doesn't want to believe me, I'll show him the photo. The scales say 77. I'm your tailor. Aren't I your tailor? Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Adrian's my tailor. (laughs) 
is that one of those carryover Mormon skills that you've got that you're just really good at sewing? Yeah, yeah. Like Sister Rhonda? Sister Rhonda. Oh, we spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. You need to go back and listen to some episodes. <laughs> She's been on two of our episodes now. Yeah. Oh, dear. Although she wasn't always the same person. On the first episode, she was Sister Rhonda, but on the second episode, she was Drunk Sister Rhonda. Yeah, and Drunk Sister Rhonda was far more entertaining, I must say. Oh, uh, well, well, different. I like yeah, them both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she has assured me she listens to every episode. So, hey, Sister Rhonda, shout out. What is going on over here? What are you drinking out of? <laughs> it's a Pyrex measuring cup. I've commented on that. Patience is actually non-alcoholic, which I think means that that measuring cup is going to waste because it should just be chockers. I've got a bigger one, but it already had stuff in it. Here's one I prepared earlier. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> I know it looks like cum, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, it's, is it a seed? Yeah. A seed of, uh, it's yeah, of Lehigh. You've just found the mixture of uh, Lehigh and yes. Zorum seed. Yes, that, yes, that's what it is. It's a protein shake. But, but anyway, back to Sister Rhonda. I will believe her that she listens to every episode if when we post this on our webpage, she comments now and says thank you for the shout out. Yes. So let's see if Sister Rhonda comments in, in the section. Okay. So you never believed it, Adrian? Look, I'm sure I tried to because, like, that's what every diligent person does. You you pray and you try and believe. I can't say I prayed a lot to believe. It's, look, if Nephi doesn't put you off, the rest of the book does. <laughs> I have to say, I kind of like the DNC a little bit better. It was more juicy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so when you read that, let me in on that one. All right, all right. Is the DNC just another part of the Book of Mormon I haven't gotten to yet? It's another book. <laughs> so it's not even the Book of Mormon. It's a different book altogether. Yeah, yeah. Doctrine and Covenants is the revelations and prophecies that Joseph Smith had during oh. his time. Yeah. Old Joe. Got to oh, listen wow. to Old Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and we, ha- we, we have discussed this. We will do the DNC once we finish the Book of Mormon, which we'll is great. We'll have to get you back for that, Adrian, which, just so uh, that you can really yeah. enjoy it. At the rate yeah. we're going, it's going to be another two to three years before we even finish this book. Yeah. We're still in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we are travelling in the wilderness once again. Yep. Yeah. Adrian, do you have like a, a memory of being in seminary and just being like, I am 100% sure this is horseshit, but I'm here anyway. I just have to be here because my parents want me here. Or was it like that for you? Yes. Yep, yep. The whole thing. I'm pretty sure like I've got a bit of PTSD and I've blocked a lot of it out. Mm. Like genuinely have tried to forget the horribleness that was like those couple of years. Mm. Seminary was like, oh, because like I had Paul's younger brother and we had like, <laughs> He's there were some cool cats like in our seminary class. So we kind of spent most of the time, yeah, Chris Brown, shout out to Chris. Chris Brown, but not the guy that hit Rihanna. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Nah, but, like, we would all have fun. Like, I mean, like, we were always told off, stop swinging at each chair, stop doing this. I don't really remember gospel discussions, but um, we had some pretty whacked-out seminary teachers too, so, yeah. My seminary teacher for a couple of years, well, I had my mum and I had Adrian's mum. That's right. Yeah, I had the mum sandwich. I had oh, Adrian's mum and my mum. Yeah, look, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. Sorry, wrong context, wrong wrong show, sorry. I, I don't think they were MILFs, just saying. No, definitely not, definitely not. I have photos of when mum was your seminary teacher and you guys wrote a book to her because we must have gone to New Zealand or something. You wrote a book to her? Yeah. Yeah, you wrote all these nice, I should get it out one day. You threw out your scriptures and stuff, but you do still have a few little memorabilia things from the time, though, don't you? Yeah, I've got my young women's book. Yeah. My camp book. Young women's book was the best, Sister Patience. It was... Oh, really? Yep. How to be a Susie homemaker. Yeah. Is that what they'd actually call it, Susie homemaker? Well, that's what I used to call it. <laughs> I used to... I would get in trouble by mum for calling, like, the, the goody two-shoes girls Molly Mormons. But that's what we all called them. I thought that's what everyone called it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't allowed to call them that. Ah. Yeah, because that was making fun of how righteous they were. Mm. I thought it was almost like people said it with pride. Oh, yeah, I'm a Molly Mormon. Yeah, a little bit yes, a little bit no, and yes. Oh, okay. Maybe in America. I don't know about here. Okay. <laughs> I've got some great old videos. and Oh, Mormon videos from the vault. Yeah, I have heaps at Mum and Dad's house. Dad's got like a collection of, when we used to go to the wool shed pool. Oh, yeah, the old. Uh... I remember the wool shed. Yeah, we used to have like a water activity there every, every um, Australia Day. That was like our thing, go to the wool shed. Oh. Yeah, somebody would make damper. It's a housing estate now. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. yeah. They got rid of it. Yeah, they used to have the water slides there and stuff. That was fun shit. <laughs> and how old were you when you got out of Mormonism altogether? Was it just when you left home because you did, you weren't really that into it? or? Uh, no, no, no. So I stayed and rebelled against everything when I was about 18. I started drinking and rocking up to church drunk. <laughs> oh, that's so badass. That's awesome. Yeah. So you were like, I'm going to have fun with this. That's what you were yeah, like. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. The background is my parents are very, very religious. My dad is like quite high up in church and stuff. Right. Yeah, they're as hardcore as you can get, basically. Oh. Yeah, so I was like the little middle child that, like, didn't like it. I mean, there are a lot of things going on. But, yeah, I would come to church drunk and then, like, the bishop would, like, just death stare me. Did they know you were drunk, though? Like, were you acting drunk or? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I would, like, have clubbing stamps all, like, down my arm and stuff. Oh, wow. Bags and ice used to stink because that was when you could still smoke at nightclubs. Oh, nice. Yeah, oh. and so I'd have to go home and put my clothes through the washing machine just so that my clothes didn't reek like cigarettes. Wow. Mm. We used to go to the YSA dances and then we'd go out clubbing after, so. <laughs> the last time I set foot in church, I smelled like cigarettes, but that's because I was smoking at the time, so. Oh, brother Paul, that is so badass. I didn't know you smoked a bit. Uh, I did for about five or six years. I was a smoker, yes. It was after I got out of the church. That's so fucking cool. <laughs> oh. I love that. Yeah. You've just gone up in my cool estimation. Even though smoking's terrible for you, I still think it's so cool. Status. <laughs> I need to light up a smoke to impress patients. Yeah, smoke some camel balls. <laughs> I'm so badass, I'm smoking a dairy. <sighs> Brother Paul, when you would smoke, would it get you going for the day? Would it sort of G you up a bit? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, see, my thing was when I got out of the church, I was like, I want to try everything they told me I can't do, you know, so I did alcohol and then I wasn't going to smoke, but then at the job I was at, everybody was smoking around me. <laughs> I sort of got addicted to it secondhand, so I was like, oh, yeah, fuck it, just give me one anyway. It's like I'm smoking as it is. I like the way cigarettes 
smell it. I don't have a problem with them. Really? Yeah. I like the cigarette smell like in the pack. I'm not a smoker. Yeah. But I should have been. I don't like the smell it makes on you after you finish. But I do like the smell of when you open the cigarette pack for the first time mm. and you get that whiff of tobacco like from the pack. I like that smell. So maybe instead of smoking, I should just like get packs and smell them and then like sell them. You know what? That reminds me, tame in comparison, but when you twist off that first top off a, a new bottle of Coke Zero, oh, I really like that smell. No, you rebel, you. <laughs> I know. I'm such a rebel. But doesn't that smell good? Oh, it's just so, mm, uh, you know, it's better than sex. Uh, you say everything's better than sex. You're not having the right kind of sex. <laughs> I've had some okay sex. Well, just okay is not good enough if you still think everything is better than it. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah, i got to work on that. All right. Well, we've been talking for a while. Anybody have anything significant that they want to add? Where, where are we at? Any any last thoughts? Yeah, we're going to have a Mormon birthday party. Sister Patience, I think you should come. Oh, and you should show us some of those videos. Yeah, I'll have to hunt them down. Adrian's birthday is next month. Get dressed up in our garments and temple robes and break out the old Mormon videos and let's have a Mormon party. Oh, let's do it. We'll play Mormon Twister. I'll be Joseph, you all can be my wives. That sounds awesome. Look, I should read my journals. My journals are the juiciest shit. Yeah, she kept journals all of her life as a teenager and stuff. Oh, wow. I feel like this episode's going to have a really interesting part two at some point. (laughs) I think so. Adrian reads her journals next week. (laughs) That could be a whole series. There you go. You've seen my journals. We have a spin-off series. (laughs) Adrian reads her daddy mom and journals. Yeah, yeah. There's some shit in that. (laughs) You'd go out raving all night, but you were still living with your really religious parents and you'd come home smelling of booze and smoke. Yeah. They must have known all of this, like... Well, Dad, before he was a Mormon, was a bit of an alco. So, I don't know. Like, I did live out of home when I was 19. Okay. For it all about 21, and then I went home for a little bit and then got married. To a Mormon? Uh, no, I married a non-member. Oh, that's the way. Well, that one didn't end well, but... Yeah. Oh, they never do, honey. Yeah, but this the next one's okay. Yeah. Well, see... Who would I have married if I was a Mormon? Like, Paul? Actually, I was already divorced and jaded by the time she was old enough to get married. And looking (laughs) extra hot because you had those jaded, divorced looks. Yes. Everybody loves a wounded Mormon. Yeah. So 2002, you would have been 18. I was going through a very painful divorce and was suicidal at that time. So it definitely wasn't marriage material. It could have been. (laughs) Look, I was never marriage material. I don't know if it's that they prayed and I just wasn't good enough or or what the hell was going on but nobody wanted to marry me. But you probably didn't want to marry any of those Mormon boys though, right? Yeah, because they were like little wankers. Well, they were. (laughs) They were literally wankers. Yeah, they used to wank off. Yeah, Yeah. no thank you. Mm -hmm. And then lie about it. And still pass the sacrament. (laughs) Those dirty men. Paul, you're lost in thought there. Given my record for the last 20 years, I don't think I've ever been marriage material. (laughs) No, it's okay. You know what's so weird about the Mormons? Like, I came from a religion where masturbation wasn't a problem. I mean, no one really ever spoke about it, but it wasn't like it was a sin. Yeah. Like, you you could still do it and not think that Jesus is watching you waiting to, like, pounce on you. Jesus is watching it and grooving on it, man. (laughs) 
So it's just really weird to then be confronted with a whole religion that thinks it's evil. It's just like, well, that's different. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Well, it's not just Mormonism. There are a lot of Christian religions that are like, no touchy, no touchy. That's true. That's true. It's not the only one. But the thing is, like, it's proven it does damage, not the wanking. The <laughs> not being allowed to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. People get married too soon. <laughs> It's good for mental and physical health. One of my best friends on her wedding night, she said, Adrian, I don't know what to do. She's like, I, I've never had sex before. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Come to me because I'm an expert. <laughs> she was so scared. I was like, and that's what you're offering your, your husband? Like, you're petrified. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not okay. No. Once I was afraid, I was petrified, worried I wouldn't have you here. But oh, I've got Rosie here now. We've done a dog swap. I've got Rosie. The dog has gone from that screen over to that screen. She's changed rooms. And there she's back. Oh, she's back again. Oh, my God. That was so quick. I have one more question for you, Adrian. You said that you would go to YSA. Is that like young adult? Young single adults. Yeah. It's like where you find a husband or fail at that. Oh, yes, the meat market. Yeah, the meat market. Yeah. Exactly. The place you go to meet your eternal companion, the YSA dance. You must have had friends that were in the church as well that weren't too into it because you'd go clubbing together. You were like the rebel group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My flatmate that I live with, she was a Mormon but a pole dancer, but she only did it for fitness. Oh, really? Oh, only for fitness. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd go support her on her pole and we'd have a great old time. Support her on her pole. <laughs> yeah. I lived with closet, well, like, and I mean this with respect, these girls were, they would say they weren't, but they were, um, lesbians, and they would, like, go into each other's beds at night, but then they would go to church on Sunday. Wow. My poor, innocent, younger self missed so much fun. Yeah, you did. Are they out of the church now? Yeah. I don't think I have very many friends that are still in the church, actually. Oh, it's good they got out. Yeah, just my family, and I try and avoid them at most costs. That's the way. Yep. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because I, like, tell Andy, like, all the stories about church. Like, we talk about, like, young women's and why I say it. He's just like, the fuck? Yeah, even the time I've been here, we've had some fun conversations. It's been great. Yeah. (laughs) So then you went to school with Paul. I did. And then he tried to convert you all the time because that sounds like something Paul would do. We tried to convert each other. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think what's something to our credit, though, and it's amazing that it was like this, despite the fact that we wanted to convert each other, we still obviously had enough friendliness to want to hang out. We still had a respect and love for each other. Yeah. But it was also like, I need to convert them because, you know, I love them so much I need to make sure they're on the right path. I think that was what it was kind of like. You know? yeah. And that's the problem. Like, your friends were never your friends because you're trying to convert them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, like, always an interior motive. But with me and Paul, we were friends even though we were trying that's to convert good. them. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. grew up religious as well? Oh, I grew up very religious, yes. So you kind of understand the whole... I do, yeah, in different ways. 
Yeah. yeah. Some of the stuff I've been through is more extreme and some of it's less extreme, but just sort of in different ways. We had faith healing and people belting people to faith heal them and stuff. I remember going with you one time to a faith healing thing and it was some of the most fucked up shit I've ever seen. It was like this guy was like, I've got a sore shoulder and the preacher was like, you are healed. How do you feel now? And the guy's like, eh, maybe a little better. <laughs> I'll get back to you, brother. I will get back to you. And he never did. <laughs> Look, I think we should rock up at church one time. That would be fun. Whose church? I don't know. We could just pick random churches. We'll just start at one side and go to the other side. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we can wear disguises. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have to because, like I say, the problem with me and Adrian, if we go anywhere, especially in southeast Queensland or greater Australia, people will know who we are still. Mm. Oh, no, but I like that. No, that's good, Paul, because then it gets back to my parents that I'm like, doing weird shit. Ah, oh. actually... If your parents heard that you'd actually shown up to church for any reason at all, they would probably be like knocking on your door with gifts and tears in their eyes. I'm Layman and Lemuel. What can I say? Yeah. Oh, in one person. Oh, yes. Oh, and they've had a sex change. <laughs> so I have dark skin. It's nice to have some olive skin. Mm. Oh, mm. so healthy. Because yeah. wasn't it always like Paul that the. The darker skinned people had been cursed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that what it was? That, that's something we're going to get to very shortly in Second Nephi, oh, actually. It gets a lot it? into the cursed stuff. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes, yeah. The, the bad people are going to be cursed very soon with... Dark-coloured skin. The most bad curse ever, the dark skin, yes. Spoiler alert for those listening at home. This is what we are going to be getting in Second Nephi. They rose from the dust and the dust changed their colour. Oh, oh. Just like Michael Jackson. <laughs> We're going full racist in, in Second Nephi, everybody, just for a bit of a spoiler alert. Oh, just read yeah. the chapter headings, you'll you'll get the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's been wonderful to meet you, Adrian. Yeah, yeah man, it's been so much fun. Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, having me. I hope I, I did my job properly. Yeah, no, you've been great. It's been fun. There's no way to do it wrong. <laughs> and everybody listening at home, we love your work too. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the Patreons. Thank you to the listeners. And we'll be back next week with more Book of Boredom. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. <laughs>